bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. In the afternoon, I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. See, right away, the microphone is telling me it's not working today. The microphone said it's Columbus Day. I told the microphone, too bad, it's Indigenous People Day. We don't celebrate Columbus Day anymore. And so then the microphone said, okay, like it was supposed to. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. I'm trying to position myself on LinkedIn so people can actually see me, you know, trying to find that that sweet spot. And don't you hate it when your phone gets a phone call and bumps you off of LinkedIn? Because that's how life goes, right? Should I just start over? All right. Three, two, one. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Doc. That sounds silly, doesn't it? Dr. Ken Harris. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's been one of those weeks. And it just started. It's only like three minutes long. I've had something on my mind all weekend. I was traveling last week. Came back to Milwaukee, and I had something on my mind that I wanted to ask, and somebody told me, don't. Somebody was like, it's going to be a tough one, right? 
But I said, <laughs> you know me. So I have to ask a question. If you feel the need to want to respond, 833-212-1017 is the number. So here's my question. Is there or what is the balance, the chasm, the whatever between medical doctors and faith? I mean, can you call a person's trust of God into question if they go to a medical doctor? If they trust a medical doctor over faith? Like I'm, I've, I've, I was wrestling with that because as I was traveling, you know, part of the bad thing is that you have time on your hands, so you get to think about <laughs> the deeper meaning of things. And one of the, the the deeper meanings of things was whether or not there's an actual balance between medical doctors and faith. I mean, if you go to a medical doctor, anyway, the first thing that came to my mind is what is faith? So as a Christian, there's a, there's a general idea of what the Bible says as it relates to what faith is, right? The dictionary says faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. It also says strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual ap- apprehension rather than proof. I got a little problem with that one, but, you know, belief and trust in and loyalty to God, complete trust. Christian Bible says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And it goes on to explain that. I know some of you are turning and squealing and screaming and want to call 833-212-1017 and complain because you don't believe. But I'm not entertaining bashing today. So if you want to call in some kind of way, have a sideways bash of Christianity and religion, I'm not hearing it today. So I'm letting you know up front. So if you get cut off or if you go sideways, you know now. But I also think God permitted, God allows permissive will and sovereign will. Some things just have to be because God said it. And then other things, you know, we do dumb stuff and say dumb stuff and act in a dumb way. And he kind of permits it because, yeah, you know, they broke. They're broken people. It's a broken vessel, right? So we get it. So then my question to add to to that is then why did God allow medical doctors to exist? Was it his permissive will or was it his sovereign will? Like, like is, did God allow medical doctors to exist so that they can learn how to take care of people and therefore God works through medical doctors? Like, doesn't God work through medical doctors? And so 
the question that it led me to, because that's all the stuff that was going through my head, you know, like, okay, you got faith, but is faith reflected in taking care of a doctor? And if it's reflected and, you know, I kept going around in a circle and around in a circle. But I had to ask myself the five whys, right? Yes. You start going down the down a rabbit hole. Keep asking yourself the five whys and you'll get to the gist of it. And the gist of it is something I want to ask you, 833-212-1017. The gist of it is, if you go to a medical doctor, are you, in fact, exercising your faith? If God permitted medical doctors to be so that they could help save your life, isn't God working through the medical doctor? And if you go see a medical doctor, Are you exercising your faith? Because I say yes. I say that's something important. Just as sure as there's air and oxygen, that we need plants to give off oxygen so that we can breathe out carbon so that plants can live so that we can live. I don't think that's an accidental thing. But when I think about medical doctors, some people, you know, you should just have enough faith to believe you'll be healed. Right. But if the healing can come through a medical doctor, is it the same as exercising your faith? Because I think most people will then separate the two and say, well, I don't really believe that. Then do you believe in a doctor? And if you believe in the doctor in that faith, anyway, but it keeps taking you in a circle and you keep going round and round and round and round. But I heard something the other day that talked about, you know, back in the day when people really were sick and they really had to take care of something, God healed them. So they, in turn, had faith. Now, I believe in healing, but I also believe that doctors play a role, medical doctors play a role in that, too. Is it just doctor? Right? Is it just medical doctor or is it having faith? And if you go to a medical doctor, are you having faith? I just wonder about that. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. If you go to a doctor, if you go to a medical doctor, if you get sick and you go to a medical doctor, are you exercising faith? Faith in God, faith in the doctor. Are you exercising it? Something that's always been on my mind. But the thing for me is there has to be an action tied to it. Like, I don't think I can have faith that something's going to happen without doing something. I have faith I can graduate from high school. Didn't go to school, didn't crack a book, didn't take a test, got no (laughs) zero attendance, but I have faith. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I think we think a lot about that even when we do things 
in the world, even even when we operate in our day to day, we expect things to happen. We expect things to change. We expect things to adjust when, in fact, we haven't done anything. But if there's anything that I remember, if there's anything that I will never forget, when I ask the question, well, what is faith and does religion or denomination play? Does it matter? That if God's will is sovereign and permissive, Sometimes he just makes things happen and other times he kind of allows things to happen. Did God allow medical doctors to exist? I think so. They're here. And then it pushes the question, does God work through medical doctors? Well, you know, is if you go to a medical doctor, are you exercising faith? That's something we need to know. Because for me, faith without works is dead. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. Listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Before the break, we were just talking about um, faith, about whether or not if you go to a medical doctor, are you exercising faith? Because if God created the medical doctor, right, allowed the medical doctor to come to existence, than going to a medical doctor, I think. Or do I? 833-212-1017 is the number. Buak, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? I'm doing fine, Dr. Ken. How about yourself? Good, good. Yeah. Well, I, and your question really was an interesting question. and th- I thought, you know, might as well call. But I, th- I do believe... Um, some principles need to be understood in that, I mean, with uh, with every with all of God's children, whether uh, you believe or not, you know, you have gifts, you have talents, you have things that God gives you the ability to do. And medical doctors are a great, you know, great example of that. And so it, when God, you know, when God says that, when we pray in the, in the Lord's petition, when we see it, when he says, um, you know, give us today our daily bread. That's asking for God to provide for our needs and our um, both physical and spiritual. And so, I think, yeah, you can say that it's an, you're exercising your faith, but it's more so that you're really, you know, trusting that God is going to provide for you every day, just as He provides for the ravens and just as He gives the clothing to the lilies. That He will um, provide for you, whether through like a prescription through a doctor or 
no over over the counter drugs in that too. But okay, I guess that's all I gotta say. All right, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Keep listening. Yep. All right, take care. Yep. Thank you. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. The Mister Madi says faith deals with belief in the unseen, hidden, never seen. Going to the doctor is wisdom, my brother. You are exercising great wisdom. You don't think it takes faith to go see a doctor? I don't know. I'm just asking. Big Brother E said, come on, Dr. Harris. I like your topic last Thursday. We, it ain't last Thursday. It's, it's Monday. It's Monday, brother. I'm just saying. Talking text line says, Dr. Ken, there were healers in the Bible which I believe are called doctors today. My family didn't do doctors like that because the faith of the faith thought process. But over time, they came to see that there's a balance between the two concepts, probably because a lot of people in church died from things that could have been presented and or addressed had they gone to the doctor. And then he added James 2 and 17, faith without works is dead. And the work is going to see the doctor for me. I would trust both that, that God would bless the doctor, lead the doctor, give the doctor wisdom, the medical doctor to heal me. Is that a cop out or do we just have to have blind faith and just believe? Al, you make an interesting point there, but because it's one I agree with, it's easy to say, yeah, okay. It's easy to say that. But what about when it's, when it's tough and it's not okay? Then what happens to your faith? What happens when you have to really figure out that your future may not be without going to the doctor. I mean, if you think about it, there were a lot of people that, that died from things that were, or lived lives that were not of the highest quality because they believed they were going to be healed. In the same instance, there were people that were, but mine is more so not, not from, you know, I mean, not from a religious point of view, not from a Christian point of view, but the medical doctor. Do we trust doctors? I mean, during COVID, doctors were some people. Did we actually trust doctors? Because I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. People had significant pushback. I think that was the first time people actually started to look to themselves in terms of their health, their well-being, and making decisions based on other information. Because normally people say, hey, well, the doctor said, so I'm going to just follow it. I'm like, did you get a second opinion or a third opinion? I don't know if people did that with COVID because there were so many conversations about it. Should black people trust doctors? 
doctors have helped, healed, brought communities together. In the past, they've also done some dastardly things to us. They've they've held, you know, they've they've held places in our community and then took advantage of us. People died. But that was then, this is now. What are we doing today to ensure that our community is safe? And that's why, that's why I work with groups like all of us, where we have a monthly show, and the women have a monthly show to talk about the things that affect the black community, the, the diseases, the treatments, the things that we should be able to take care of that we don't. I think people take care of their car better than they take care of themselves. I mean, it's unfortunate, but they do. They do. And then we're left sitting here with nothing. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Sandra, you're on the new one oh one seven the truth. How are you today? I am fine. How are you? Good. Okay, good. I'm glad. And um how was your weekend? Wonderful. Good. Mine's was slow. I didn't do a lot, so that's me. I'm retired, so I get to breathe. <laughs> but, um... I know that's right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I was listening to your faith, and do you have to have faith in your doctor and stuff like that? But I think so. Because, you you know, I, I know, um, especially a lot of people I know, when you, when you speak of stuff and you talk about what's happening now, then they always say, I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray. Then they send me a text with hands of prayers and stuff like that. And so, well, like I told you back a while ago that I had to have surgery. So I had to have faith in my doctor. I felt I did. But see, I'm not a real person that's all into faith. I had to go to church because in my day, we had to. We had no choice. <laughs> and I went to um, hey, Sandra? Pentecostal church. Sandra, huh? you know you're alive today. Today is your day. I know. I <laughs> ain't, ain't no back in the I day. When... Surgery, I think it took about four hours. Yeah, really? That's the first I ever had. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, that's the first surgery I ever had in my life out of all, all the years I've been on this earth. All right. And so. Uh, well, isn't that a blessing felt, by itself, though? Oh, yeah. I feel real good about, you know, having the fact to go under the knife you know, and the doctor. I might have looked scared because I, I remember going in there and looking scared, seeing all of them, you know, the doctor and uh, the ladies in the room and uh, anesthesiologists, stuff like that. But I really wasn't afraid. I always felt I was going to live. And uh, so I, I thought I had some faith there. I, I never was a big, um, I wasn't that I didn't believe, because I believe it's something that helped us through. Because just say if we go out and uh, mm-hmm. uh, something's not going right and, then, and it goes kind of bad, and we say, oh, God, help us. So we're asking for a faith. Okay. 
Yeah, and I like I said, I was raised in a Pentecostal church. We couldn't do nothing. We couldn't wear a dress. <laughs> when I started school, we could not wear a dress. We could not wear shorts. We could not wear, we call them paddle pushers in the day, but they call them, what they call them, uh, capris. We couldn't mm-hmm. wear that. Mm-hmm. We had to wear dresses. Yes, you did. And we had to go to church. And there was no doubt about it. And we had our school shoes, church shoes. We had our clothes even des- designated as to how we was going to wear them. Right. So, uh, you know, I-, I feel good about seeing that um, doctors, you have to have faith in your doctor. Just check out, maybe you know somebody that knows the doctor or something, because my uh, sister-in-law, she's the one I told you it's really tough. She gave me this doctor. Okay. Uh-huh. So that's what I called to say. All right. Thank you so much, Sandra. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. We were created to live an uncommon life in a common world. That's why Concordia University offers more than a degree. We help students learn fully in mind, body, and spirit, along with unparalleled academic programs. Concordia University provides a variety of campus ministries, athletics, and a campus life set on building real relationships that will last a lifetime. To find out more, schedule a campus visit today at cuw.edu. Concordia University. Live uncommon one call that's all one call that's all is right we are back now's your chance to enter to win our one call that's all 5k giveaway be a winner and so if you call now 833-212-1017 and be caller number three you'll be entered to win five thousand dollars and you'll be on that list that at the end of this quarter, we'll be setting it up. That's sometime, I'm thinking, the last week of December, right? And then you'll be able to come in. And I think uh, Tory Lowe, it'll be on the Tory Lowe show sometime between, but I can tell you the exact time it'll be on Tory Lowe between one and four. See, it's easy. All you have to do is listen, but you got to answer your phone because if they call and you don't answer, you're not going to win. But in order to be eligible to win, you got to be caller number three. Remember, if you or your loved one has ever been injured in an accident, give Gruber Law Offices a call. One call, that's all. Be caller number three, 833-212-1017 to be eligible to win this money. One call, that's all, 5K giveaway. For official contest rules, visit 1017thetruth.com. Caller number three, 833-212-1017. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. Who who's the winner again? Bubba. You said it was Bubba. Bubba Charles. Charles Bubba. What? Charles. Congratulations. You are entered in to be a winner of the 5K giveaway. So you were caller number three. I want to say congratulations to Charles. So if you know somebody named Charles, you should all harass him unmercifully to make sure if he wins the $5,000, you get a cut. I'm just saying. Right? I mean, that that's fair. Right? I think that's as good a millennial comment that I can make. That's fair. Whatever. That's one of those millennial things I, I just can't stand. Life's not fair. Stop. So before the break, we were talking about all the stuff that can happen um, regarding faith and whether whether or not doctors really fall in that category. You know, I mean, should we be trusting doctors to be able to assist us through faith to be healed? Right. Talking text line, Stephen. Stephen said, if someone is bound for heaven for eternal bliss, why make them go through that first? And if someone is bound for hell for eternal suffering, <laughs> why bother? Really? How'd you get that from faith? Hmm. Okay. All right. That's his truth. That's his truth. 833-212-1017 is number I had a topic on my brain and I didn't know whether or not I should dive into it because it really needs to be looked at from a point of view that might be, I don't know, calling people out. <sighs> Couple things in the black community. There are several things that the black community needs in order to be successful. There are a number of things that the black community should continue to do. Now, let me rephrase that because the black community is in fact successful. The black community is, in fact, doing well. Some pockets are not. And I'm starting to see as I read these different things that have occurred historically that have that have literally made it so that black people could not become wealthy. Jobs that were set up, unions that you had to join but didn't get the salary other people got. So you don't have disposable income, so you can't buy a house. When you buy the house, they tax those particular zip codes higher. They assess the house higher than they do in other places. So if you're fairly upper middle class and you have a nice house, your taxes, many times if you were white living in a suburb, were actually less because you own more houses. So we have this mindset that my house was assessed more 
right? Therefore, my taxes went up. Therefore, that's good, right? But that doesn't mean your house is going to sell for that, right? That doesn't mean your house, when you try to sell it, is going to actually sell for that. And so if it doesn't, that means that you have to make sure that everything was done on the up and up. But what would happen in black communities is they would simply assess your house higher, even though your house won't ever sell for what they assess it for. But now you're paying more in taxes. When you're paying more in taxes, you have less disposable income. And if you have less disposable income, you can't do the things to your house that other people can do to their house. However, if I live in a suburb and my taxes are cheaper because my house is not assessed at what it should be, I have more disposable income to do all sorts of things, save up, buy a bigger house, get a bigger down payment, all those things. So as I started to look at why the black community has issues, right? Why there are issues with home ownership. I, I needed to really, really try to understand why we do what we do. Why we always tend to do things that are detrimental to us. And I'm not talking about just our community. I think all communities do that. But somebody made a comment over the weekend that made me think about all this. And if you have any thoughts on it, 833-212-1017 is the number. I've always been of the mind that you rent until you have the money to buy. But then what are you doing with your money when you're renting? Where is your money going? Like, what are, what are you doing? And so I heard a speaker. And one day I want to have somebody from that organization on my show. I had a speaker. And this was one of the most profound statements that I've ever heard. And I want you to tell me what you think about the statement. 833-212-1017 is the number. Before we go to break, this is what I heard. If you drive a Land Rover and have a landlord, you are out of order. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Listening to <laughs> so what I've been working on the past few minutes. Hang on, uh, huh? really? Is trying to get the TV to work. Now, let me say this before anybody says anything: it is a hundred and ten percent user error. 
is me. So, finally played around with it and kicked around with it, and finally I got ready. All right. So before the break, we were talking about just the taxes and how people pay and what people pay. And I believe that, right, so <laughs> so somebody hit the talking text line and said, uh, do, do, do. when I lived in the suburbs, my taxes were $12,500 a year. Excellent schools and services felt like it was worth it. But then what I said to the person is in comparison to your house where the taxes you should have paid or should taxes have been more like did it actually with what you did with what you paid were they less? Well, then he told me the um, price of his house was four hundred thousand dollars. That's what it was assessed at. So it probably would have sold for more which means the mill rate was a little lower than what it probably should have been. And so I I think what we miss is that all these things happen, but they're not in a vacuum. These are things that have been happening that the federal governments uh, condoned. And then now local governments have condoned for decades. It's not that people don't want to get out of a, lower class neighborhood. If they buy a house, they can't afford to get out of it because the taxes are too high. If they paid lower taxes, they'd have more money to fix up their house. They wouldn't be so house poor when they bought it. And the businesses would have paid them more money, but you know, we set that in motion and that's why I have an aversion. Don't dislike them. I'm a member of several unions. When they set up unions, we didn't get paid what everybody else got paid. We didn't have the jobs where people made money. And the benefits were half of what they got. So we were never, ever given an opportunity to step up and be productive members of society. And so now we're behind. And so that gap you keep seeing, it's not a gap because black people aren't working hard. It's not a gap because black people don't know what to do. It's not a gap because black people don't take advantage of opportunity. It's a gap because we were set behind through barriers that still haven't changed today. That you literally have to fight your way through to make people treat you correctly. I had to fight to buy a house. That I was not only qualified, watch this, I had people who literally moved into the city of Milwaukee from out of town, from Ohio, while they were in the police academy, were able to buy a house. And they were single. I was married, had a spouse at work, had a work history, everything. And they still told me, oh, but we're not going to give your mortgage to you off of probation. And I had other people that came in and bought a house like Six months, three months, well, not six months, maybe like three months after they were in town on on probation. 
I had to wait 16 months before I could buy a house because they wouldn't sell me one. They would not give me a loan. That was pure racism at its finest. Oh, you don't understand. See, you had a probationary. I was in my 30s. I was 33 years old. Had worked since I was 14 years old. Spouse work that made more money than me. So what are you talking about? Got the down payment, but got over the down payment, right? Got all, And see, that's part of where, oh, uh, well, you know, they kept selling me, hey, you know, we got this, you know, we got a program where you can only put down 3%. No, I got 10. Well, no, 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 you don't have to put, no, I got 10. Matter of fact, I put down more than 20 to make sure I didn't have private mortgage insurance. I I just find it amazing that we tend to fall for those things or not allow ourselves to have the knowledge that we need to do things the right way. We're so secretive with what we do. You know, I want to buy a house. I don't want to tell nobody because I don't want nobody in my business. They publish how much you bought your house for in a newspaper? Like what? Uh, these are the houses that sold this month. Uh, one, two, three, four Main Street and um, Goat's Breath, Wisconsin. It's right there. The bank, all that. Your mortgage is right there. So we need to start looking for this stuff. That's why the truth is here. And we have places like Act Housing. On the Sherwin Hughes show that the morning show does business. You know, what, what's y'all what's y'all business Friday y'all do? Black business Friday? Black Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Powered by We Energy. Shout out to black and minority, excuse me, majority businesses. And that's why we also have We, we Energy's Entrepreneurship Tuesday. Like all these things we have. Associated Bank, BlackBusinessGiveBack.com. I mean, we got all this stuff. For that reason, so that nobody can pull the wool over your eyes and lie to you and tell you something that's just not true. Oh, no, if you want that, you need to have no. Pick up a book, learn it for yourself, go to a Barnes and Noble, read those books, learn it, then go to somebody so that you know that they're telling you the proper thing that you need to know. Talk and text line says when your house goes up for sale in the suburbs, the first thing your neighbors do is look up to see how much it's listed for. Some will even tell you your house is listed too low to which I would tell them it's none of your business. Get out my face. That's all I'm saying. Get out my face. Go away. Yeah, but we want you to sell your house because no, we're not, we're not doing that. You're, you're, you're going to get out of here. You're going to mind your own business. No, I need your house to sell for more because then mine will sell for more. So when we run comps, it's higher. The average of the three houses is higher. No, they're not petty and nosy. <laughs> I tell you. People want their houses to sell for more. And I get it. But we need to be better equipped. We need to be better equipped. So if you own a business or if you own something and you think that you can do 
you know, we have ample space here. Am I doing sales? Yes. Um, ample space, doing shows on Saturdays and things of that nature. What kind of stuff y'all want to hear? Matter of fact, matter of fact, in the five o'clock hour, I'm going to do my top five at five. My, my top five stories. And then um, we're going to talk about what, what kind of shows do you want to hear on The Truth? Like, what do we need to fill your weekend up with? In addition to all of us for both men and women, in addition to Erie Insurance, right? What do you, what is it that you need to hear? Is it golf? Is it? Let me think. Gardening, right? Is it? Something that has to do with gaming, you know, a gaming show. A business show like those are the t- like we need to know what it is you want to hear on the new 1017 The Truth. How you want your weekend to be? Y'all want church on Sunday? You're supposed to give me a ding, DZ. Wow. Really? My finger slipped. That hurt my feelings. You hurt my feelings. You hurt my feelings, DZ. Rather go to church during the week. You hurt my feelings, DZ. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. Hey, I got an important message, so listen in. Elections are coming up in Wisconsin, so this is our opportunity to make our voices heard. So our friends at AARP, yes, I'm reading an AARP because I've been a member for a while created a comprehensive election guide where you can find up-to-date information about how to register, right? How to register to vote. The rules for early voting, which I think are coming up, and key deadlines and more. Visit aarp.org forward slash votes to get all the information you need to cast your ballot. See, here's the deal. Your vote is important because it can really change the future for you, for me, for your family, your community. Stay informed and make sure your voice is heard. This was brought to you by our friends at AARP. For the latest voting information, visit aarp.org forward slash votes. aarp.org forward slash votes.